It is 10 minutes now before 6 o'clock. Let's go back to a conversation that we wanted to have a bit earlier on with Michael Bargram, who is a Labour lawyer as well as a member of the Democratic Alliance, a member of Parliament. So the Labour Department is yet to come up with legal framework around how inspections will be done at people's homes to ensure safety of domestic workers. This as domestic workers are eligible for payment under the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act. This is a bit to ensure there is safety in the work environment. The amendments also cover chauffeurs as well as gardeners. This means that they will be able to claim if they get injured or contact a disease while in the workplace. The category of workers was initially not covered for workplace injuries. Uh, Michael Bargram now joining us on the line. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So earlier on, Stephen Grutis was in conversation with Harry Mapolochela, the Department of Employment and Labor Senior Legal Officer, and he says that sure, while this act has now come into place, there is still no legal framework around how inspections will work. What do you make around this? Well, he's absolutely correct. There is no legal framework as to how inspections will work. We've got a bigger problem in that people can't even register their domestics. They've been desperately trying uh, for months uh, since it became law. They've been trying to register. So even if they had an inspection and they went in and they found the domestic workers not registered, well, the department is so dysfunctional that you can't register. Um, I challenge any listener to come forward and say they've been able to register their domestic worker for quota. Um, it, it doesn't happen. I've tried on behalf of many of my clients to try and register their domestic worker, and it just looks like the whole system is broken. Um, but also, the other problem is that you are able to claim Obviously, once you're registered, if you can ever register, you are able to claim stretching right back to 95. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is that they, they, no one's calculated what the claims could be, what is sitting out there, how many domestic workers have been injured over the last 20 years. Um, the, the, the situation at the moment is absolutely in a state of flux. Uh, even normal workers in factories um, having enormous difficulty once they've been registered, being able to get their claims done. So the Department of Employment and Labor, and in particular under this section of the compensation fund, is really in a bad state. It, it's absolutely disgusting. But yes, I understand that once they have registered, if anyone is able to register, I'd love to see someone come forward. I'm quite competent myself in registering people, and I've never been able to get it done. But once you've done that, you can't just march into a household, into a private household. And so we do need some law. We need the High Court um, to look at this, or the Labor Court um, in particular, to have a look at this and to try and put a structure together as to how can you get into a private household, because many domestic workers are being abused. Um, They've got horrific circumstances to work in. Uh, Most of the um, domestic workers, I'm really out on a limb here, but I think most of the domestic workers aren't even receiving the minimum wage. Um, There's a disaster out there. We've also seen now with the implementation of the minimum wage, over 45,000 domestic workers lost their jobs. Um, So we're in dire straits in South Africa with regard to domestic workers. And we rely, I, I rely entirely on the domestic worker that works in my household. Absolutely rely entirely. And we're still struggling to get her. We've registered her for UIF, 
which was not so easy, uh, but we're struggling with the COIDA. You, you've already now pointed out the issue around the minimum wage and how it has led to, and this was um, the, 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 the last increase, led to uh, domestic workers losing their jobs. You know what happened during COVID-19 as well. But during yeah. Stephen Khrutis' interview as well, one listener called in and made the point that with all of these strict conditions that are put up, it would force some employers, um, this is now speaking about households, to actually employ undocumented foreign nationals or even foreign nationals for that matter with the view of actually trying to circumvent the law? Well, absolutely correct. I think that's not only uh, a good state of affairs for domestic workers, but we're finding it across the economy. Um, In most business sectors, we're seeing this. Because the law is so tedious, it's so onerous, because the law is so difficult to, it's like walking through deep, deep mud. People are saying, well, I'm just going to break all the law and just employ someone who falls outside the system. They're not going to complain because they're not registered to work here anyway. Um, our government is making a situation so difficult to employ legitimate workers that people are frustrated And people also want to cheat the system. They don't want to pay the minimum wage, so they go and find a a foreign worker or a local worker and say, listen, I'm not going to pay you the minimum wage, but if you speak up, you're out of here. Um, We've got 40% unemployment. When we're looking at domestic workers, I think the latest statistics are telling us that that sort of sector of people who apply for domestic work are over 70% unemployed. Um, it's, it's a situation that calls for government's urgent intervention and not to make the laws stricter, not to make uh, the ridiculous laws we're seeing that have become so impossible for employers yeah. that you're forcing them, exactly what you've just said, you're forcing them to say, well, if I can't get it right, I'm just going to go the whole hog and avoid yeah. the law altogether. Okay, Michael, um, because we're running out of time, just quickly, one last question that I want to squeeze in is... Um, when it comes to the claim that is being made by the domestic worker, the gardener, or even the chauffeur, who pays the claim? Um, and what's the contribution of the employer towards um, the claim? Well, the, the employer would register. In an ideal world, the employer would register with COIDA. And once they've registered, then the claim has to be made against the compensation fund, and they must pay for it the Department of Employment and Labor will assess what the cost is, in other words, against the actual salary of the domestic worker and whether there's been any claims in the past. So they assess how much you have to pay in, and each case is different. I think this is part of the problem, is it's so complicated for them as well to work out how much an employer has to pay in. Um, that is, is it not what an employer has to pay in on a, on a monthly basis, or is it a lump sum? It's a lump sum, and they normally pay per annum. Again, it's this I haven't had the experience of it because we haven't been able to register any domestic. Sure. Workers.
Okay, let's do this, Michael. Maybe let's have another conversation around this so that we can look around the details of this act as well and maybe some of the shortcomings. That is Michael Bagram there, who is a member of the DA, um, but also a Labour lawyer. So we'll try to find time uh, to look at the COIDA Act and how it has an impact on you um, if you are a domestic worker, how it has an impact on you uh, if you are a person who employs a domestic worker, how it would also impact your household and now that your household 